0: Welcome to ATL and 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast, where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. I'm here in the Pepsi Center. I am talking with Zach Hood of Peachtree Hoops, who is in the Atlanta area. Uh, Zach, thank you for taking the time to join me on... Wow. As soon as I start talking, <laughs> the horn just keeps firing. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join me on a Tuesday afternoon. How are you?
1: I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, i I'm not in Denver like you.
0: Yeah, I don't really feel like I'm here either, but I am here. Um is it uh what do you think of tonight's matchup?
1: Um on paper, probably not the best matchup for the Hawks, especially defensively. With Jamal Murray. If they're not gonna start reddish, I'd be interested if
0: they are they not. They fly. are not going to start reddish. The starters are yeah. Young, Herder, Hunter, uh, Jabari, and Damian Jones, which we'll get to in a second. But Cam Reddish is not starting, unless something weird so, happens.
1: I don't know. Does that mean they slide Hunter all the way up on Murray, or are they just going to try? Are they going to put Kevin on Murray?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know they they gave I, Trey some stints on Damian Lillard, uh, at in the end game that wasn't their plan. But like he got a big s- chunk of time on him in the third quarter, and honestly, you know for for Trey it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I know they they obviously have to do that a little bit, but I'm just thinking like I just feel like Gary Harris is a good guy to put Trey on. Like not every night do you have some like in Portland for example it doesn't really help to cross-match Trey onto McCollum. McCollum can carve him up just, you know what I mean? Like, McCollum can carve him up just as good as Lillard. Almost as good, at least.
0: Or when he's not slumping.
1: Yeah, yeah. He is having a rough match. There's more of a benefit to the cross-match tonight because Murray is definitely, like, going to be going to the rim a lot more than Harris.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, for as terrible as Cam Reddish has played, it's really only been on the offensive side. Like, they actually do miss having the flexibility for some of those cross matches where they could put Cam Reddish on a point guard. That yeah, was something like he, that was useful.
1: Yeah, I feel like he would guard Jamal Murray tonight if he was I do starting. Too. Yeah.
0: Oh. So, well, I, I don't, don't know
1: if they want to do as much of that stuff with know with so, I don't know. But the Jones thing, I don't know if it's just like it's a long road trip and they're going to start Alex Thursday, Alex Lynn Thursday. I don't know.
0: I mean, exactly. hey, let, let, let me play the clip here because I mean I think that this is not a one-game thing. I think it's you know Pierce trying to grasp so it's it's something like new. Mo- it's a move.
1: It's, it's a real move. move. It,
0: okay. it feels like a real move. If, and, and let me let me play what Pierce said here. I don't know. I
2: really I wish I knew. You know, I, we were thinking maybe because of lack of conditioning, coming off the injury, he didn't have his legs behind us on behind him on the threes. Um, but, you know, he struggled inside and outside as well. And so I think that's just a combination of a lot of things. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to start naming tonight um, and try and see if we can get him back to his natural role. Last year he was off the bench, and, you know, that's where he plays. And it's, it's, it's funny, the psychology of guys, sometimes it's just better. You think elevating them is, is the best opportunity, and sometimes it's not. So maybe this is, you know, maybe it's on me put him in a bad position, but hopefully we can
0: get him going differently. All right. So what do you think? This this doesn't really sound to me like a one game thing.
1: This is probably something that, I mean, obviously this could be something that would have happened no matter the opponent, but it does feel like I don't know. Denver's going to bring the center away from the basket a lot with Jokic to initiate offense at the top of the key. So yes. maybe they feel like this is a good time to start it because you don't really want Lynn drifting away from the basket having to get switched on these dribble handoffs and all this stuff. That Denver is pretty much one of the most demanding teams to defend as far as from, like from screening and switching standpoint. So yes. I don't know that Lynn would, Lynn would have played a lot in this matchup last year, so if that's what Pierce is going at then I definitely understand it because this is more of a Deadman John Collins at the five kind of game. I mean, Jokic is not going to just bully you inside a lot, so
0: he won't. I, mean he, I can, mean, he might try to do that if he feels like the matchup is right, right?
1: Yeah, no, but I just mean he's he's more of like a facilitator, and like, yeah, obviously he has those games when he does score a bunch of points, but he kind of does everything. He's not like you know he's not calling For sure. up any talents. It's like I'm going to back you under the basket 20 times, like. So I just feel like. If you have a guy that can move with him, I don't know, the switches and the stuff where he can use his brain, I just feel like Jones is probably a better, like, I he probably like moves, he, he moves better than Lynn for sure. So I don't know if that is playing into it as much or it's just like this is something I definitely think Lynn is someone they need to get going because coming into the season, people were saying, you know, he's like... The third, whatever offensive weapon on the roster behind Collins and Trey, because of his on-court, like his, you know, whatever point per minute. Like, right. Like I don't know. People were throwing. People were throwing all these stats out here, like he averaged, you know, almost. <clears throat> I don't even know what he averaged, but so I was like 11 points in like 20 minutes or something.
0: Yeah, he so, was a really good scorer. That's for sure. So.
1: And that hasn't happened. Like they No. Nope. And they really, they really need that now. So I, I see what they.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might be something like what they kind of get with Jabari in a lot of situations, which is kind of a score off the bench, and they don't have Jabari doing that at the moment, so it might be a good fit, especially now with Jabari starting, to just kind of have an offensive target around the rim to kind of attack bench defenses. So, yeah, it might work, and I, I completely agree with your point that, you know, Len, even though he's having a, I think, his his best maybe defensive month as a Hawk, uh that's mostly stuff that he's doing around the rim. He's been a really good rim protector, and yeah, playing playing Jones on all those dribble handoffs and screening actions and off-ball movement away, away from the hoop makes a little bit more sense than than putting Len in that spot. I mean, I doubt that this is just a move for one game. I think there's something that they're doing with an eye uh, towards a lot more than that. But you know, the timing is also right for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't even if. Regardless of who starts this game, I don't think this is a win game, really. I mean, the Aaron Baines matchup on Thursday is much more of a Alex Lynn game. So even if, you know, they don't start on Thursday, I expect him to play more Thursday than he'll play tonight.
0: Some sights and sounds from practice. Uh, John Collins was here. You know, he, he can practice with the team. He can travel with the team. He can do all sorts of things with the team. The only thing that he cannot do is be in the arena, whether it's a home arena or an away arena. Uh, starting around two hours before tip, so he was here practicing. Looked good. He was doing a lot of stuff with Evan Turner. I believe that tomorrow, Turner and Collins are going to be in some sort of game with the coaches. Uh, when the team generally, you know, the, most of the team is going to be doing light stuff if they do anything at all tomorrow. Uh, but to get Collins and Evan Turner some conditioning stuff, they'll be they'll be practicing. Uh, in some sort of game with the coaches. Alex Len, you know, we've been talking about him a bit. He was definitely uh, getting some sort of check on his ankle with the training staff. They were kind of having him do squats on one leg, on his sore leg, just to kind of see how it was reacting, uh, what kind of strength and flexibility he had. He seemed in pretty good spirits about it. Uh, You know, my guess is that he plays tonight. Pierce was kind of talking along those lines. But, you know, officially he could still not play tonight. He was listed as probable, I think, at last check. And uh, to go back to Turner for a bit, Coach Pierce was asked about how soon he might return, and here's what he said.
2: I mean, he's just, you know, adding, adding more to the workout. Uh, this is part of you know, working with John. He's doing extra conditioning, and they've done more since we ended practice just part of his, his recovery. Going to try and play with the coaches and John and all the other guys tomorrow uh, when we practice in a low-minute workout uh, with the plan of, of getting closer. So you know, we're not going to be able to practice, and that's going to be his workout. I'd like to see him bent over right there, which means he's doing something. So uh, the longer they're working, and he's, he says the, the, the pain is starting to feel a little less, uh, the, the
0: comfort is starting to feel a little more. So he just needs to get up and down with the guys. Pierce did say that That Turner said that the pain is subsiding a little bit, so it doesn't sound like any dramatic miracles, but like more of a slow, steady progression in the right direction at the moment.
1: So there's not even like a guarantee that he'll be back before Colin. I mean,
0: no, not at all. Like
1: an Achilles, I mean, you just don't know. Yep. So I don't know. Evan Turner is sliding into the Chandler Parsons territory, where it seems like.
0: All right. So is this? Wait, wait. All right. I'm going to start it right there. Okay. Go ahead. Go. (laughs) evan
1: turner yeah he's sliding kind of into the parsons territory where you don't really know like if he'll ever play for the hawks he should be more likely to play than parsons but at first it looked like Crab might be that second guy that might not play but now he's looking like he's definitely gonna play so i don't know go figure
0: yeah i mean my uneducated guess (laughs) is that turner's a lot closer than parsons at this point uh parsons status has changed i think teams aren't supposed to list load management as an injury anymore so now it's injury management officially uh but in watching him you know do shoot around today seeing him do three on three last week i still think that he's probably a ways off like i i think he'll play at some point but he doesn't look like he has strength in his legs yet just as a unbiased uneducated observer and do you think Turner, Turner was doing him? some pretty hard work with Collins, I think.
1: Okay, so Turner is – that's good news that he's not fully, like, just, like – not non-basketball, but, like, non-contact. You know, he's at least taking contact and stuff.
0: Right. The stuff that they do tomorrow with the coaches, that that's going to count as contact work. I think they kind of count it as easy contact as opposed to, like, rough contact. But they – you know, when they talk about contact versus non-contact, that stuff with the coaches where they scrimmage and play three-on-three, three, that, that counts as contact work. So it's a good sign, I, I think, that he's seeing at least that. I mean, whose who's minutes is he really taking when he comes back? Is he taking some of Thembry's minutes? I mean, what are we talking about?
1: <sighs> that's, a, that's a good point, too. I don't. I mean, I guess, like, honestly. You could see, like,
0: more quarters
1: closed with Jabari at the 5 or whoever. It doesn't really matter, you
0: know. Jabari at the 5 worked poorly in Portland. Like, I don't know if it was the minutes or the, you know, just the fact that he had a much bigger role, I think, that he's had in terms of overtime. But, man, when they closed with him at the 5 and were trying to kind of trap pick-and-roll ball handlers, he was getting he was getting cooked. And maybe that was more of an end game thing, and it, he was tired at that point, and that was kind of an aggressive scheme at that point. It, it did not work.
1: Yeah, no, I don't mean it for like four minutes. I mean like, yeah. you know, like last, for a lot of times you'll see a center come off the floor. Uh, I think it was Chicago game. Vince okay. Carter played, played from center. That's right, yeah. For like, for like 45 seconds. And when they but do that, know.
0: they'll typically do switching. I think maybe they'll do some trapping too, but they don't—they don't play traditional defense at that point. It's usually either a, a heavy switching scheme or something with some ball pressure.
1: It could be Benbury. I don't know. I think Turner, if healthy, is definitely going to play though, because he's going to be maybe the best defender. I mean, if he's healthy, if he's normal, if he's Evan Turner from last year, he's going to be one of the best defenders on the roster. So. I just I feel like there's a there's a way to get him in there
0: yeah it's interesting I, I mean I tried to kind of probe Piers a little bit today asking about Crab um, and it, maybe it's a pipe dream to think of all those three playing in the same rotation because you know is Turner going to be healthy is Crab going to be able to remain healthy Hope you know, hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks but it's you know it's, it's something to think about because they're about to have a high number of players, I mean, they're already playing, like, 12-man rotations on a regular basis, which is is a little bit weird. I can kind of see it with the three centers. You know, they get in foul trouble a lot. Len is struggling a little bit. So the three centers kind of make sense, but they just go so deep. we got Ty Wallace. we got a lot of Vince Carter. I mean, I suppose 15. the first thing that happens is Ty Wallace's minutes go away.
1: Yeah, Ty Wallace played 17 minutes. I'd say Turner, if healthy, would get every single one of those.
0: For sure. That, that, that's the starting point for Evan Turner's minutes, I would think. Because Ty Wallace is kind of like being forced
1: to bring the ball up at some point, and that is just not ideal for an NBA team. I agree. Like, like he's fine, but, I mean, you really want him initiating offense. DeAndre Bembry played 40 minutes in the overtime loss on Sunday night. It's a lot. Just, there are <laughs> minutes to be had on this roster. He yes. can play basketball at a high level. I mean, I'm not saying Turner's going to be at a super high level, but he should play at a decent level defensively, at least. All right, there's definitely a spot for him in this rotation.
0: So, Tyler and I disagreed on this, and I think Evan Turner is kind of a poster child for this. Maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh, but do you think the Hawks have enough shooters? I mean, they're shooting the like what? twenty twenty. Well, they're shooting like 29.5 percent from three this season. It just feels Um. like, you know, take Trey Young, for example. Like, you know, you might look at his, I don't even, I haven't even put him down side by side, like his stats from last year, his stats from this year, whatever. I just think Trey is playing so much better. I think the burden on him is so much more because Len is struggling, Cam Reddish is struggling, Hunter a little bit. It just seems like he's dragging this offense, kicking and screaming with him. But maybe I'm right. I just don't think they have enough shooting around him.
1: They definitely don't have as much as they had last year. With right.
0: Deadman and Prince
1: and Baysmore all gone, you replaced that with Reddish and a lot more Bimbry, Ty Wallace. I mean, you're not wrong. There's there's less shooting on the roster. The bench has no shooting now that hurt in the starting lineup, which is why I understood him being on the bench, which it looks like he's on the bench because of the knee. but. If, if the logic was we're going to start Reddish because we can't play a non-shooting lineup in the second quarter, then I would have understood it. Because right, Jones, Wallace, Reddish, Vimbri, Fernando—it's the five bench players that played
0: on Sunday. Okay, so let me put it this way. Let's let's see here. Because I think there's varying de- there's varying degrees here. So the Hawks are 29th in the NBA at this point. They're shooting 29% from three. NBA, oh my goodness, every time I open my mouth. Ah, another horn, sorry. <laughs> right now, the NBA league average is teams are making 11.63s on 35% shooting from three. If we just cut the season, make a cut point right now, from right now till the end of the season, do the Hawks come anywhere close to touching 11.63s a game at, th- at a 35% clip? Or, uh, you know, can can they be average or are they kind of destined to be below average I don't think they're going to be way above average maybe I'm crazy I don't know
1: I think they can get to that total but it might be on a couple more attempts because Trey Trey takes so many threes dude he puts your team attempts up and then you got Herter's going to take like ideally Herder takes 10 threes a game too like me if I if it's my team Herter and Young y'all better get up 23
0: night. wow okay I mean I, I don't have any problem with that I mean,
1: they shot 21 on Sunday.
0: Maybe they have That's to stagger them a little bit to get that? Maybe
1: a I little mean, more than yeah, usual. Yeah,
0: you, you have to stagger
1: them anyways, I think, because right. if you don't, like I said, there's no shooting with the bench. Like, you have to right. play young and herder both with the bench Right. because Bembry, Reddish, Wallace cannot play at the same time. That cannot be Ooh. your three
0: wings. Even take one of those out and put Turner in, you're kind of in the same situation. Uh, yeah, it's even, I mean, yeah, Turner's, Turner might be worse
1: than Reddish from three. Like, I feel better about a wide-open Reddish three than a Turner. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Ab- 100%. I mean, ter- Turner will probably shoot a higher percentage, but Reddish takes difficult shots. Like, maybe he shouldn't, but he's going to shoot 30% on, like, legitimately contested NBA threes, and Turner's going to shoot 30% on the time he gets left in the corner with nobody with an AC He only makes one out of four of those. Yeah. So, I- Turner is going to make the shooting problem worse. There's little debate about that but it's just he's he's still better than Ty Wallace I think maybe not but I think you have to hope he's better than Ty Wallace because you just got Ty Wallace um you just signed him out of nowhere I mean he wasn't that hard to get yeah I
0: mean he's he seems like a good defender and I think you'll you'll get the same from Turner you just kind of hope that maybe Turner can give you some kind of creation with the ball in his hands in terms of just you know, what can he get if he takes a smaller point guard and just backs him down? Can he can he get somebody to shade his direction and make a pass and kind of tilt the defense that way? Well,
1: the other thing that Schlink and Pierce have both been on record about, like, that they care about is people they can get a rebound and just push. Like, they don't have to look to the outlet. Right. And Turner, like, that's probably his best skill. Is They sure. can get a rebound. And, I mean, I just – I think what what they like about Turner is it's pretty obvious as far as like, you know, he's a he can guard a power forward on a defense and he can play point. And he he kind of counters like, say you say the pucks were loaded, but they had a problem with Philly. I mean, Evan Turner is a perfect guy to throw at Ben Simmons for 12 minutes a half. So,
2: yeah,
1: I mean he's going to make him work on both ends. You know what I mean? He's not, and it doesn't make it where like the whole time you're out there, Trey Young is cross matched and like. He can just, you know, he can just guard Josh Richardson and think of himself as more of a two-guard and not have to worry so much. I don't know. I just feel like he's he, he's not that good, and he does make the shooting work, but the thing he's good at is just, like, really important in today's game. So,
2: okay.
0: Uh, I just... Yo, go
1: ahead. I, I just... I'm agreeing with you. I don't know, like, It's definitely going to be tough to get
0: to that 11.5 on 35%. Right. I mean, I'm not asking that they bring their average up to that. I'm just wondering, like, if if we started the season now, if they could even get close to that, maybe once Crab comes back or something. I don't know. Kevin Herter certainly looks much better. Like, his last four games have been his best four games. Like, he looks great. I I think
1: also a thing that he was struggling with early as far as Herter was – he was playing less with Trey. Yes. So it's like Herder's on the court and and everyone's like, okay, don't let him shoot. That's, that's like the focus of the defense. I mean, he's not that kind of player. You know, he's not going to like create separation like when he, when everyone's keyed in on him. He plays really well off of oh, – he's on the weak side of the floor and Trey's attracting all the attention him. And all of a sudden, boom, like cross-court pass, he's extended the floor out to like, you know, past three-point line you can't close out. He's six seven, you know. Doesn't matter if your hands like he's just he's a great shooter and he's perfect to be on the weak side across from Trey. But as far as just like putting him out there and expecting him to carry the load for very long, like I just don't think he's at that point.
0: I do like that he he's kind of he's kind of developed a little bit of a a rock back kind of step back. It's not a huge step, but you know, given his height. And give you know t- teams respect his ability to kind of I think create with the ball and, and set up some other players. So you know if they if they sag in any sort of way trying to take away what he might do off the dribble, he can kind of just you know rock to his back foot and rise quickly for a three. He's he's looked pretty comfortable shooting threes you know off the dribble. Oh, Herder, yeah, herder. his
1: uh, shot making his, his shot making ability and. Anything to do with, like, passing the ball, dribbling the ball, shooting the ball. Like, he's, he is a great skill player. And yeah. I just feel like he's not, like, strong enough to to just have the mindset, like, I'm going to go inside and I'm either going to make it or I'm going to get a call. Like, it's, it, he's still getting bumped off his drive a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was, I, I, was, uh, I was flabbergasted by the shot that uh, – you know, he had the two shots in the I'm, final minute. The second one that was kind of a layup yeah. was a lot like a – a lot was was not like, I'm sorry, was not like a lot of his other drives because a lot of his drives, he kind of gets, you know, about four feet directly in front of the basket and tries to rise straight up. And, you know, he has good size, and he gets a shot off that way. You know, that one that he tied the game on, you know, he was kind of using an attack angle from the side, which I don't think he does as much, and he certainly looked good in that capacity. And I think if he does more of that to mix it up, it'll help him.
1: Yeah, I think he's just a few tweaks in his game away from really like I mean I don't want to get carried away and say he's going to be like an all-star or anything like that but I definitely think he could be everything that the Hawks need him to be I mean even defensively I think give him he still hasn't had a healthy offseason in the NBA and that is not fortunate I mean there's nothing it, it doesn't make it where you can say like give him an excuse I mean he still has to be compared to everyone else in his class and really in the league it really doesn't matter what year you're in at a certain point but I, I just think like the hawks are still in great shape with him i think people started to worry about him and i i don't think you need to worry about him i think he's maybe not like as good as people like you know he went like viral where like what is it was is like obsessed with him i don't know he you know a lot of national random attention on him but i don't think that he's gonna be the problem I think Russilla, we
0: not a big fan of me. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. We, we can stay away from that, um, or we can whatever you I don't do, give a crap either way, it doesn't matter to me. No, his, that was that was an insane, like situation.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, I think what, what you're saying about herder. You know, the way I would phrase it is just the way that the league is going in terms of offense and shooting. Like, his combination of skill, shooting, and size. Like, if you gave me every single hawk on the roster and said, who's going to play the longest? Like, once all the other ones are retired, who's left? Like, I might take Herter. He just has that game that seems like it could just go on and on and on. Like, if he plays till he's he's 36 or 37, I'm not going to be shocked.
1: Yeah, he's like Corver. He's always going to be 6'7", and he's probably only going to get better at shooting. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I'd take DeAndre Hunter. But other than that, I, th- I think I would go with Herter. You know, if he's healthy, I think he's going to play a long time.
1: You wouldn't pick Trey? <sighs> I, th-
0: I think I, I would feel pick like Herter. Trey,
1: Trey's going to play so many games in his career.
0: I mean, p- he'll probably play more games in his career. Maybe he'll be healthier. I just don't know, you know, how does his game translate at age 35, 36, 37. I don't know. Like, even somebody like but, Chris Paul is a little more physical strength-wise. But just, I just think Herter's going to play a long time.
1: I think they're both going to play a long time. But I just don't think Trey, like, really relies on pure athleticism that much.
0: No, I mean, I mean he, it's skill.
1: He, he, needs to be, he needs to be quick, but he's not relying on any kind of verticality or, like, straight-line speed right. or anything. It's but all, that's the all, thing. All, he all, has, he
0: has to be quick, which... That yeah, goes away after a while.
1: yeah, no, I was like he'll get so craftier it's and He already is like, thing to think about. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know how to imagine what Trey is gonna be offensively at like age twenty seven. Like when he reaches that like peak level. Oh, or, like, he's I don't know what, be I can't even fathom what peak level Trey he might be a walking offensive rating of like 118. Like just give me four people that that look like NBA players and we'll score
0: 120 points like yeah I mean that's the thing is like coming into this season I thought that just you know management kind of put him in a tougher spot that he and and rightly so maybe I mean that's a part of his you don't want to make it too easy you you kind of want him to figure things out when it's a little bit more difficult and that might accelerate his learning curve but I just think it's absurd what he's done this season. Like, I just think he's done so much. It's, I I can't wrap my head around it. I don't. Yeah, know. I think he's gonna.
1: I don't know. He he's probably gonna make the All Star game with this workload.
0: I mean, he he would not. have to if 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 it, he does like, anything like what he's doing.
1: And I don't necessarily think like Hans being out affected at all. Like, it doesn't. Jabari is. It hurts the bench, but I don't think it really affects training. Train and Jabari are playing together a lot and playing really well together. So,
0: yeah, that's more about you know, the
1: defense. Definitely, the defense and just the, it makes the rotations.
0: It it's weird. Out, yeah.
1: Like you, you have to play Bruno or yes, play Jones 24 minutes, I and mean, you just have all these decisions that you just didn't have before.
0: Yeah, and and Vince Carter isn't playing tonight. They genuinely miss him, with John Collins out because. He's kind of somebody who could backfill behind Jabari when you need yeah, that, the and they don't have it.
1: I think Pierce pretty much said in his pregame that Carter was the backup power forward. I think it was before the Spurs game, like the first game John missed.
0: Right, and then... I mean, yeah.
1: So now they don't they don't have their starting or their third-string power forward tonight.
0: Or their fourth-string power forward, who's probably Evan Turner. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a yeah. weird mix. What a weird mix. Alright, how how are we doing here? Is there anything that we should have talked about that we left out? Um. I have one more audio clip to play that we could kinda of wedge in here uh, if we need it. I, I, I talked to DeAndre Hunter earlier today and you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about DeAndre Hunter's season is that you know, when you when you watched him in the preseason You know, the the thing that leapt off the screen. And it really doesn't necessarily leap off the screen because it's kind of a subtle thing. But he's just so good at contesting shots. Like, he just kind of gets in the way. He's got length. He's got fundamentals. He's got strength. And he's very good at challenging shots, but he's kind of getting used to the officiating of, of how jump shots are called. And, you know, it seems like there's a lot of times where he gets a foul call and he's not quite sure... You know, how or why he got the call and not pleased with it the end result, but I asked him about that today and here's what he said. One of the things I think everybody noticed about you early on is that you're terrific at just sort of staying in front of your guy and contesting shots, but there have been a couple times on jump shots where, you know, you land, the shooter lands and there's a foul and you kinda of look around like I don't know, like maybe you weren't thinking it was a foul or are you still getting used to how they call that? Or Yeah, I am. Uh, I watch film on it.
2: Uh, man, the coaches talk about it all the time. It's just the NBA is just how it is now. Uh, it's kind of hard to contest jump shooters. You uh, kind of just got to do like a, call it a coach's contest. Just stay on your feet. Uh, just make sure you're not under them. So uh, there's things I have to
1: learn, like I said. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hunter, he's definitely – Probably the best defender on the roster right now. The first game when he was guarding DeRozan, playing him like 17 feet off on help, and then getting back and cutting off his drives like that—that that was some impressive stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, but
1: as far as the foul thing, I had not really noticed that.
0: Yeah, he, he gets a lot of the, you know, whatever the the adjustment to the rule was when Zaza took out Kawhi. He gets a lot of those calls of kind of like getting his feet under somebody else as they land. You know what I mean? He gets some of those calls.
1: Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't noticed, but that's definitely like pointing of the league you don't want all your star players.
0: Yeah, I mean that makes ankles. sense. So uh when when you have a rookie like DeAndre I mean, some of these calls are definitely legitimate when he gets under a shooter. But at the same time, if you have a stud rookie defender and you're Lloyd Pierce, how do you get somebody like that to earn the respect of the officials so that he might uh, he might have some 50-50 calls go his way?
1: I don't know. You should ask Pierce that. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I, I, guess. Guess, I, I guess you just have to lobby for him, you know, like whenever he say like you know just whenever he's playing this good defense you have to let the ref know about it you know like I don't know maybe challenges
0: I think Challenge, he, he's definitely it. yeah he's definitely used his challenges to kind of protect his players a little bit I do think he's been a lot more animated this year. Uh, I remember last year just being like man he's, he's the most patient guy in the world how can he just watch this and how could his blood not be
1: boiling <laughs> Well I think that's the assistant and you're right. Because, like, when you're the you, – you'd never – the worst thing you can do in the NBA yeah as an assist, as an assistant coach is get a technical.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I just know, like – And they'll my give uncle, them out.
1: My uncle coaches AAU and, like, his assistant got a technical one time and he said the team – it's just the team falls apart. Like, everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Like, who is in charge? Like, I don't know. It just – you don't want to hear, like – I feel like that's just his instinct on the bench at first and I think he kind of had to grow into, like – okay like if I don't say something to the rest, no one's going to say anything and they're just going to do whatever they want I don't know I just feel like that's part of it right I mean he's been an assistant for how long yeah and, or he was an assistant for how long like 10 years
0: yeah somewhere around there I think he got to Cleveland right around this, uh...
1: he's also just like a really like mild mannered like, like I know he, he's intense like as far as like with development and like I'm sure his practices are not laid back, but, like, as far as how he approaches the media and stuff, like, he's, he's pretty laid back and, like, just extremely professional yes. in the way he approaches the, approaches the media. Like, he doesn't ever – I mean, even the, the viral, like, press conference, <laughs> everyone everyone in the room knew he wasn't actually mad at it. You know, it wasn't Correct. like he – was, he wasn't trying to humiliate the, the person asking that question or anything. He was just genuinely, like, expressing, like, what he thought about the game.
0: Bria was so kind like, of mortified.
1: I, I mean, I'm sure it felt like that, but, like, even when I played it back over and over, like, he wasn't, that wasn't his intent.
0: He was gentle. Like, yeah.
1: So, I just feel like he's kind of like a, he's just a nice guy, but he's, at some point, at some point you have to just, you know, not be a nice guy when you're a head coach. So.
0: He's, yeah, he, he's hes pretty terrific. It's its good to see him posting pizza pictures on Instagram just to know that he has some sort of ice
1: (laughs) yeah no I mean he's like (laughs) I, I haven't covered other teams or or another coach but like I just I can't imagine like that many coaches are like are as good with the media as he is I mean he's I don't know he's just pretty thorough like whatever you ask him you know he's he pretty much dives right into it for you like I don't I don't think many coaches do that he's good
0: all right. Uh, thank you. I don't, is there anything else that we need to cover? I'll, I'll throw in my typical uh, subscribe rate review plug. I think we've 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 done well getting some people to do that lately. Uh, but is there anything else that we left off that we needed to cover?
1: Uh, I think we're good. I mean, it's just like all these injury stuff. So.
0: Yeah, it's funny.
1: It's. So front court rotation is weird, and that's, that's kind of what we talked about.
0: So I think we did good. Yeah, it's 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 a weird mix of like, it seems like the key players for the Hawks are staying healthy, but at the same time they just kind of getting devastated with bench injuries and with the one suspension. Just that put together, uh, a thousand little injuries uh, at the back end of their depth plus John is just a lot. Oh well. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know if the, they get healthy late, the, the schedule gets soft later. It's brutal now.
1: Yeah, the other thing that was obviously you—you you just wrote your thing on Jabari, but like, it is like Jabari should be talked about more if he keeps playing like this. Like he's—he's he's playing really good, like especially on offense. Like it's kind of crazy that he just walked into the John Collins role and he's like, yeah, I can do that. Like I didn't—I mean, I didn't know if it's, I didn't know if he would be that good at it, you know. Like, He's yeah.
0: probably scoring more than he's scoring more than John. Was. I mean, he's—it's unbelievable, like how many dunks he can get. He—he's—it's funny because John's so good, like rolling. But Jabari's good at rolling, but he's also really good at at timing his off-ball cuts. He's actually better than John, I think, in that regard. He's not as good a shooter, but he's better with the ball in his hands too. So he, he well, actually also, gives you more in some areas, offensively, there, defensively. There are some
1: plays like. Some plays when Collins cuts, he gets the ball, and if the guy's bigger than him, he just kind of goes vertical into them. And some that's some of the times where he gets a block, and sometimes he gets a call. I think Jabari's better at like kind of anticipating the the rotation and the movement, and kind of twisting around and just getting a shot up on the glass. Like I don't know, he just seems he just seems to be a little more limber. Like he's more of a natural scorer. Just going back to like high school, like that's all he's ever done. That's where Collins was like. You know, he wasn't even a scorer his, like, freshman year of college. So, yep. they just kind of have different, like, Collins has kind of evolved into this, like, perfect fit with Trey Young and Jabari's, like, just, he's just a natural-born scorer and having someone who gives him that much space is just a dream for him.
0: Yeah, it's funny that, like, the, the Hawks are getting their... It's not really funny. It's probably terrible. Uh, the Hawks are getting their shots blocked at a historic rate, but... You know, I don't worry about that at all with Jabari. He's not that big, and he gets his shot blocked. But I'd be—I don't know if there's a great way to get the stat, but I'd love to see the number of times he gets his ball, the the number of possessions he gets back after he gets a shot blocked. Because it seems like he gets so many of those back. Uh, you know, it's like the Moses Malone effect. You know, if he if he misses a shot, he just gets a—you know—if it gets blocked, it usually comes right back to him, and he's going back up before the defender can rise a second time. He's he's. He's something. It's it's fun to watch him offensively, and he can do so much with both hands. That that helps him too. I, I'm enjoying the Jabari experience, and I I think he yeah, could be I mean, okay defensively. But like I said before, the end of the Portland game was just that was. I not...
1: think ironically, he's like playing his way out of Atlanta, one way or the other. He's going to get traded, or I mean, they might re-sign him. But at this rate, there's no chance he's taking a six and a half million dollar player option
0: oh no i mean it's basically does he stay healthy if he stays healthy he, he's gone like not yeah, necessarily gone I, he could resign but he opts out yeah
1: but like if you're atlanta aren't you like kind of dumb to not sure tra- i mean he's on such a great number cap wise like you could actually get something really good for him i mean it won't be hard to match the contract is what i mean like it's where like if he was making like 20 million on a one-year deal you wouldn't be able to just plug him into any trade and get anyone's pick. But with $6.5 I mean, you're pretty much going to be able to just get the best pick you can get and not have to worry about matching everything perfect.
0: Yeah, uh, it seems like the trade deadline's been such a dud in terms of value for trades lately. I don't know. I I I think there's some value in just being able to say, you know, Jabari came to Atlanta and his career turned around here. I, I think there's some inherent value in that as opposed to having him play two months somewhere else in whatever pick you get? Like, I don't think you get a first-round pick. So, you know, what oh, do I, you I, get? I, 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 I mean, probably
1: disagree. I don't. I think if he's scoring tw- – he's going to be scoring 20 points a game when Collins comes back probably. I just – I think you could definitely get, like, a first-round pick. I mean, if you can't, then you shouldn't trade him. I mean – Okay. I got what wow. I, I think mean, he's got – what did Torian Prince just – Basically got traded for a first-round pick.
0: And he's, he's better than Torian Prince. So. He's better than Torian Prince, but in another – Torian Prince is easier to fit in in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, I mean – Like, you don't it's have it's to get Torian the shooter. ball. You can kind of just have him play as an auxiliary player. And if the ball comes – you know, if you take Torian for granted and the ball goes to Torian, Torian's going to be great. Whereas you kind of have to get Jabari involved a little bit. you got to force it to him. You maybe have to get him in there against just, the benches some. I don't know. I just – I don't – I think Torian's kind of plug and like
1: play. there's going to
0: be a team. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, but it's, I it's think Jabari's
1: plug and play on your second unit. I mean, you just plug him in your second unit, and it's like, boom, there's 15 points.
0: That's interesting. You feel yeah. I'm, I- I'm going to have I'm to think, think about, about it. it. You, like you caught I'm me like, off guard. If, I... I'm,
1: <laughs> if I'm the Bucks, or – which I don't know how they feel about the time they had with Jabari, but obviously they had him for a while. Um – if I'm, like, one of these teams in the East or the West, it doesn't really matter. If, I, if I'm trying to solidify my bench, I mean, he's going to be owed, like, $3 million for the rest of the season. I don't right. – He he's going to be, per dollar, the best bench player in the league that that will be able to – like, that you'll be able to trade for. Wow. You're not going to be able to trade for Lou, for Lou Williams. Yeah. So, like, he'll be – I think he'll be the best bench player – on the market and if you can't get like a top like 20 pick for that like I or mean multiple like two first from Houston or right. something like Houston's crazy they'll do anything to add another body and especially if Gordon goes down Like it looks like he might be down a while so
0: I mean I think Houston's a I don't know. an ideal spot because I think playing Parker in a switching defense is better than playing him in a traditional defense uh, and it's not like he's going to make Houston's defense worse Because they suck, but
1: yeah, no, I just feel like (laughs) wherever the spot is, like there's going to be a team that's willing to take him on. I mean,
0: you're convincing. I don't know, just like you're convincing. The film,
1: like that, like he, you just don't score like that. Like, not even in 2019, you don't just score like Jabari Parker.
0: Yeah, you're, you're convincing me, and you know, for the questions about why why Travis Link would make a deal like that, you know, maybe that was his line of thinking is that, you know. He could be a short-term, kind of quick fix, and at that point, he has value even on a short deal. That's that's interesting. I, I... And
1: then you got also, the, obviously, he didn't expect Collins to miss 25 games because of suspension, but he just he just missed 20 games last year. So, like, he's never John Collins hasn't really like proven to be durable yet. So
0: yeah, it's going to be hard for John to play 80 games. Just the, the nature of the game he plays, it's such a it's, I mean, a, it's, he, a risky, gonna, it's a risky game because he's playing above the rim and teams are constantly he's going to roll an
1: ankle at some point
0: yeah. he's coming down up and down up and down up and exactly. down
1: every session so.
0: if you get 74 games out of John that's great
1: you no know, I agree I just mean it's even more reason like yep. why not have why not have Jabari Parker in the building like yeah, I actually credit I credit Schlink on like the market I don't know what his other offers were and if the player option was a big part of coming to Atlanta but like the market clearly undervalued what Jabari Parker was capable of because sure. of how, the, how his previous contract went. Right.
0: But, yeah, I don't I, know. It's interesting. I mean, I, in a way, because John can play the five and I think they want him to play some five, you know, I kind of think of it as, as kind of a Jabari for deadman swap. You know, who, who where do you want to put that money? And I think they wanted to put it in Jabari. Like, you, you wouldn't want both those guys. Uh, maybe you do once you look at the big man rotation at the moment, but I think yeah, in the offseason it was kind of an either-or. You would take Deadman? over Jabari? Not,
1: not, no, 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 I don't mean it like that. I just mean like they, going back, I just feel like three years, $40 million for Deadman, like you, you probably do that. Huh. Like just looking at how bad, I mean, I just don't know who they're going to get.
0: Yeah, like, free agency is going to be a. We're going to have to do another pod for that. We could go for like an hour on what the heck is like, going to happen this summer. And I'm not ready.
1: Unless they I have get to James James do homework. Weisman, unless they get James Wiseman.
0: Wow. With, you know,
1: another one of these crazy centers coming out. I don't really know, like, what the plan is there. I don't know if anybody does.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, Collins for, like, what, 12 minutes a game?
0: I mean, that might be it. I mean, that that's the center position in 2019 is find yourself a mercenary, and if you've got a really great power forward who can do it for 12 minutes, you know, do it for a meaningful 12 minutes, including the end of the game.
1: I mean, I definitely understand not tying the money up in Desmond. I just think there's, it's not impossible that they just end up not getting anyone that great, and they look back and they're like, yeah, probably – would have been nice to have him at thirteen million dollars a
0: year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I and I would have had no prob- problem with that deal. I just, I, I think they could have.
1: I, I don't know. I think Deadman just like wanted to go back to California because that's where he's from. And I don't know. I guess we'll probably never know what their offer really was, if they even had one. But the Parker thing has worked out great. I mean, the worst case is like they get like an incredibly productive six and a half million dollar season, and he opts out.
0: Yeah, I tried or to I talk guess, to Debbie the other the day worst but,
1: cases he gets hurt, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Devin's not a guy who's I mean, like Collins, he's if you get seventy games out of Dwayne Dedman, that's pretty good. Like he he's he hasn't been you know, he hasn't played or demonstrated that kind of durability, and that may have been a factor too.
1: Yeah, Swink also, you know, he constantly talks about the to dribble, pass, and shoot stuff, I don't... Alright, guys, we're going to start to clear the court here if anyone he has some players coming out soon, so we can wrap it up and take doesn't. those pictures and <laughs> kick off and <all laughs> we should get you guys coming out. Alright, maybe that's the time we should stop. but Shalink doesn't seem like the type that's ever going to invest like $40 million into a, like a center who's just a role player.
0: Right, I mean, if if it's like a legit, absolute stud center, he'll he might do it, but I don't think he breaks the bank. I think he's always going to try to find value as opposed to making a huge investment in a in somebody who's middle of the road. I think he'd, he'd that's, constantly that's try to tweak the value. Yeah, I think it's very smart.
1: Because, I mean, the chances that Deadman is, like, obscenely more productive than Damian Jones aren't, like, great.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? Emphasis like, on Dedman's obscenely.
1: Deadman's ceiling is not, like, Yeah, it's pretty much what he did last year. Like, that's pretty much his ceiling. Yeah. So it's fine I mean Parker was like a low risk thing that has kind of turned into like really the move that's like made them a competitive team so far Just even the games they lost without Parker they would have been like even worse <laughs> so
0: yeah I agree alright yeah let me uh, let me get out of here it looks like they want to uh, clear the floor so I guess I should I should run but I, Matt Moore's I appreciate gonna,
1: Matt Moore is going to kick you out
0: Yeah, I don't want that. I want to meet on good terms, not bad terms, so,
1: yeah. (laughs) All right, man, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, have a good one.